SequelCast 2 and Friends is part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. For more information, go to greenlitpodcast.com. Everybody across the land, here's a special from SequelCast, though I don't know what it's gonna be about. Maybe Woody Allen, maybe Spike Lee. Hello and welcome to SequelCast Special, a show where we talk about whatever we like. Uh, this time, you know, unfortunately, uh, every once in a while we do these in-memoriam shows for uh, people that we uh, uh, really care about uh, that have passed. And um, at 61 years of age, Norm MacDonald of Saturday Night Live fame has uh, has died. Um, it happened uh, almost a month ago, geez, as of this recording, September 14th, 2021. He's... Uh, is best known on Saturday Night Live doing the weekend update segments and uh, co-wrote and starred in the movie Dirty Work and uh, had, a, had a sitcom even for three years, The Norm Show, among other things. Uh, did a podcast Younger audiences he... uh, might know him as the pigeon from Mike Tyson Mysteries or the blob Yafit on the Orville. Yes, he um, did a lot of, he also was the voice of the main dog in the Eddie Murphy, Dr. Doolittle movies. Which had three yeah. direct video sequels about the daughter, but that has nothing to do with this. Um, well, it does vaguely because it's Norm. Yeah, uh, rest in peace, Norm. And with that, let's um, start the show. Uh, Alex, what do you remember the first thing you saw Norm in? Oh, um, I the first time I was aware of him was definitely SNL, all the way. Um, mm-hmm. I ha- I have to say one of the things I I really admire is that. Um, you got a guy with a nasally voice who's a huge smartass and hammers in a lot of the same punchlines over and over. You think that wouldn't work, but God damn it, he made it. It was perfect when he did it. You know what I mean? Like, again, like a nasally smartass, oof, that can rub a lot of people the wrong way, but nah, fucking Norm MacDonald rocks, so. He was a comedian with a truly unique voice, and it's really hard to say that about people because you can say, oh, this guy's copying this style, this guy's copying this style. But I even was... Uh, you know, like like all of us, I think we've been spending uh, huge amounts of time so just kind of comforting ourselves with his old clips online, which uh, I want to give a plug to the YouTube channel. I'm not Norm uh, has so much great material on there. Just um, and some of his old stand up stuff from Canada I've never seen before. But even then, like he still had the same kind of voice and, and rhythm to it. And it's it's smart humor. It's very subtle humor. The only comedian I could uh, compare him to, I think, perhaps and uh is larry miller i was reminded of a bit with some norm stuff in that it's very verbal it involved pretty long stories and they're almost like too smart for their own good they're almost too smart for the room and it's like if you get it you really get it if you don't uh you're gonna hate the whole 30 minute set well that's that's two things that always struck me about uh, norm mcdonald is is that one especially when he was hosting weekend update on uh on, on SNL and, and largely in his standup, 
there, I get a sense when he performs that like he truly does not care how the audience is going to react. He doesn't give a damn about the audience. And yet it feels like it's laser focused on you as an individual viewer. He cares how you are going to react. Uh, but then the, the other thing uh, that really struck me is that that you know a lot of a lot of comedians have sort of a self-deprecating thing but he was never self-deprecating but there are so many sort of like anti-comedy jokes where he has where the <laughs> meaning of the punchline is oh i have contempt for everything right or like you, you i was just watching this tonight show appearance where like the whole punchline is that he didn't get the like titular line of uh, like the elephant man <laughs> <laughs> he's like you know i always thought this movie is so fucking stupid when he goes i am not an elephant i'm a human being he's like and then conan's like corrects me he's like no it's i have not a monster because like, oh okay i never knew that <laughs> oh and his conan o'brien appearances are some of the best because conan just lets him go oh it's the best yeah and just again like you said that like him not getting something being the like backward punch it's such a, a unique way to deliver a joke but it's fucking hilarious Certainly. And I just think of on Conan, there is a, a thing that summed up a lot of Norm's humor perfect, where uh, he's telling like a long joke that like doesn't have much of a punchline at all. And Andy Richter says like, wow, it's like you're making us, uh, you know, burn five minutes. It's like we're climbing a mountain and at the top, all we see is a pile of shit. <laughs> and Norm MacDonald laughed so hard he got on his knees laughing and he, he shook Andy Richter's hand. Well, like, he, he, he always did a good ramble and his long, his long form like jokes were just great, a great journey to get to the most base punchline. And yet the, the dichotomy between the long journey and the base punchline only makes it funnier. Oh, that's awesome. And I, I think yeah, I would have seen him live. Did any of you guys? Regrettably. No, not. unfortunately. Yeah. But I think I think that's the other thing is he was also sort of like a comedian's comedian. If you ever like hear comedians talk about like the craft and what goes on backstage, like if a comedian is workshopping a bit in front of another comedian, the response like it could be you could tell the funniest joke in the world with the funniest delivery. But if you're getting feedback from another comedian, the only response you'll get is that's good. You should put it in the act. Except for Norm. Mm -hmm. Norm would make other comedians laugh. And that is so rare. He also liked to um, troll comedians. There's, uh, <laughs> it, I've been listening to all these pieces of, I mean, it's a whole thing that's good to see is other comedians just telling Norm stories because they're just all so, so different and crazy and that they sound like they're, they must be real. But um, one of them mentioned like this guy was a, a new stand-up comic and he only had uh, his, 20 minutes were his whole act. That's all he had. And he was practicing it backstage and uh, Norm was opening for the guy. So Norm opened with the other guy's 20 minutes in full <laughs> to fuck with him. And then the other guy has to go on stage for 20 minutes and um, has nothing to work with. Oh and Norm had the biggest smile from the back of the stage. <laughs> That's great. Like, there's a lot in the culture of stand-up comedy of people just, like, ribbing each other. It's kind of a sign of affection, I think. You see this more on the oh, East yeah. Coast than the West Coast. But it's, um, I, yeah, I, I went to quite a few um, 
stand-up comedy stuff in, in my life so far. And I always meant to see him. I just never did. I put it off. And I I really wish I would have because it, it wasn't – he wasn't that expensive of a ticket. I mean, he's kind of – even though he was an SNL, I'd say he's kind of a cult comedian. He never had, like, Adam Sandler success or, you know, really just that one feature that he was the, the head on. It was a bomb, but it became a cult classic, and it sold well on, on video. Oh, oh uh, yeah, all that that movie all throughout college was like endlessly quote dirty work is what we're talking about. Dirty work, yes, yes. We, yeah, it, work, we yeah. were it was something that that we me and my comedy nerd friends were endlessly quoting. It is a it is an endlessly quotable movie. And and the chemistry between him and Artie Lange, I mean, they were they were friends and and they were both gamblers, which is something that Norm was was big into. Um, and they ask him, you know, why do you sometimes? Uh, some interview they were asking him, or a podcast probably, because I was more casual. They were asking Norm, "Hey, why did you, uh, why did you do that? Like, why do you do a lot of stand-up comedy now? You didn't used to before." And he's like, "Oh, I got a lot of gambling debt." <laughs> <laughs> and that's why sometimes I'm nervous on a set. It's not because I, I'm fine being on stage, but uh, I, I hope it does well, so I sell tickets to pay this thing off quicker. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of gives a different perspective to some things. Um, yeah, dirty work. I, I mentioned this in the in the job we talked or in the episode we talked about the jobs I worked at. But I used to um, work at a movie theater as my first job, and dirty work came out when I worked there. So I had to watch it a zillion times as I was cleaning, if I wanted to kill some time or you know was cleaning the theater, and uh, it, it just the movie theater scene in that. Uh, and they call already um, already Lane just called a baby gorilla by Don Rickles. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. perhaps like the best late period Don Rickles scene because he's still with it and has it. It's not that long after uh, he was in like Scorsese's Casino, which is another great Don Rickles thing. And he and like Norm laughing like that's not scripted. He's just laughing at him and tries to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Norm's response to Don Rickles tearing into Artie Lang's character that was just Norm's response. Like, yeah, I'm just still laughing. Like from when he called him a gorilla. <laughs> What are you laughing at? Because I called your friend a fat pig, huh? You think that's funny? Oh, no, I was just laughing uh, earlier when you were talking to his belly. Did you get a horse and live in the mountains someplace? Don't bother anybody. Got a personality like a dead moth. Because yeah, he was, and, and they rolled with it, and they, they kept it in the film. And this was filmed as an R-rated movie release as PG-13, and um, Bob Saget has, has a great podcast, and his episode on Norm is pretty heartbreaking to listen to, but he's mentioned, you know, if the footage is out there, they could release an extended cut, and there's been people demanding that. And uh, I, th I think that'd be cool to see, because it, it certainly does feel like a compromised mo movie. I mean, it is low budget, but I think that kind of adds to the charm of it. You have Chevy Chase, you have a uh, lot, lot of good cameos. I mean, that movie's highly recommended, um, even though it's, it's not like a, it's gonna, I would call it like a 90s underground classic, I guess. Well, it was well, what it was released as like PG thirteen, but I think they had intended it as a hard R. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I would uh, love. I would love to see the uh, an R rated cut of that film. All right, uh, Alex, have you ever um, seen Norm's uh, Quentin Tarantino impersonation? Oh, not for a long time, but it's damn good. He only he did it on the show once or twice, but yeah, it's funny because. It's definitely like his interpretation of Tarantino, but he gets like the gesturing and the mannerisms just right, which I think is is essential in a, in a good Tarantino impression. And there's a bit of As the prosthetic too. He liked the prosthetics 
Uh, I have a, like, I have a huge head, all right, okay? Now, now I don't mean I have a big ego, okay, because I don't, all right? I mean, my actual head is huge, all right? I mean, I have to sleep sitting up, okay? Like the elephant man, or I'll die, all right? But I, um, he's, he's got a good head for uh, impersonations. Like, uh, you know, it's like he can be Quentin Tarantino or, or of course, Burt Reynolds. That was another great one. Yes. Larry King. Which is, he doesn't put a lot of effort into it, but it just works. It's like, yeah, I, I, loved, I loved his Larry King, and I am shocked they didn't just make it a regular deep thoughts style part of the show. Of, of This is back, you know, back on SNL, where it, they would just have, I think they only did it twice, maybe three times, where it's a fake promo, and it's, it's Norm MacDonald as Larry King, like with his news and views, and it's just him making the most watered down like observations like if you ask me water is a fine fine beverage the more i think about it the more i love chicken a great great meat it's just very banal and his use of old-fashioned language i think worked with a lot of his comedy i had learned that he was mainly raised by his grandparents and that's why he has a kind of he uses these really like you know, out of fashion terms. Right. Uh, um, I think my biggest memory, my, or first impression is the guy that was always dishing on OJ. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is what got him fired from mm-hmm. SNL. Yeah. It was funny, though, because it's like, it's like that perfect line in The Simpsons. It's like, you know, and the one cultural reference I'm running into the ground is Homer Simpson. Like, at the time, it seemed a little, like, tiring because everyone was just, it was either like John Bobbitt jokes or OJ jokes or Monica Lewinsky jokes. Like, like, you know, like the tonight show and SNL, were just like running these into the ground, like so much. But in hindsight, watching them now, I think they fucking hold up. They're hilarious. And like, it's like the Frank Stallone thing, you know, like Norm McDowell would, would use these punchlines over and over and over. And they're still goddamn funny. I don't know how he does it. Well, yeah, it was just, he would just yeah. go, you know, it, it could be anything and there'd be some unknown factor. He says, and the who's responsible? You guessed it, Frank Stallone. In Princess Anne, Maryland, state health officials have discovered what caused the mysterious death of 200,000 fish at a Somerset County fish farm. The culprit? You guessed it, Frank Stallone. <laughs> and they would cut yeah. to the same stock photo of the same yeah. headshot of Frank Stallone with the leather jacket from like the, the late 70s, early 80s. <laughs> From his big, the height of his music career. And apparently Frank Stallone loved that bit. And like he he wrote a really touching, he made a really touching statement about Norm's passing. Apparently yeah. Frank Stallone got a kick out of that every time it happened. That's hilarious. I love yeah, it. there's, um, they talked about that a little bit in a, a documentary that's on Amazon Prime called Stallone, Frank that is. And it's a documentary by the same guy that directed the um Oh, what is it? Is it the contender? Um, the one about the super Stallone fan who he had as a guest? Oh, yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. He's that's part of his Stallone trilogy of documentaries. He also did one on, on uh, Rocky, but um, all those are worth uh, checking out. But yeah, I think the Frank Stallone, it's like a non sequitur. And it's just funny the more he does it, even though it like never makes any sense. It's just uh, it's, it's the old joke. I, I've taken a few um acting classes and you know the big thing about comedy isn't necessarily what you're saying is the timing 
Oh yeah, it, it is so much like the timing and and how you say it because so many of his punchlines are just like so mundane or that point where he goes too big or is like you know. Well, they, they had a, a running gag because, of course, like every year, uh, the Wall Street Journal or somebody would do like a ranking of like best professions or most highly paid careers. And he would always, you know, and, and you know, for the third year in a row, the top profession is systems analyst. However, uh, the and the lowest profession, crack whore. <laughs> but then. <laughs> Every year he would up, he would tell the same joke, but update the punchline <laughs> and like, you know, but, uh, uh, but removing crack whore, the new worst career assistant crack whore. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the His, last time he did yeah. it before he got fired, it was like crack whore trainee or crack whore intern. <laughs> right. I mean, he was really going for broke at the end there. I really admire that about him that he doubled down on the OJ jokes and everything. And and he was really well liked, uh, you know. Nobody, uh, Chevy Chase, the very first uh, news guy in SNL, says Norm was was uh, the best aside for him. <laughs> I can see that. Oh, of course, I can absolutely see that. But yeah, I think he was, uh, as you mentioned, Thrasher, a comedian that was admired by other comedians. I would say the same about Gilbert Gottfried in kind of a comic that's was on SNL that kind of has a, a cult appeal and these things. Um, it's a real shame his Netflix show didn't take off i mean it was really weird which i think is kind of the charm but uh, especially good were, were the bits at the end where he wrote jokes in his own voice and then would give them to the guests to read <laughs> and sometimes they'd be into it sometimes uh, this was part of his act but uh super dave osborne was on he's like i can't Whoa. read who writes these these are awful yeah yeah he, he flat out that. rejects the premise of the bit mid-bit <laughs> He's one that Super Dave I'm not terribly familiar with, but like what on that show and also in the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, like he's on fire just giving him shit nonstop. Yeah, he's a Funkhauser and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, and, and he's the brother of Albert Brooks. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Yes. He's also um, uh, he was also one of the original writers and performers on the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. Oh yeah. Oh and nice. uh, no, just a, a big history in comedy and I mean, for, for years and years, my uncle would call my cousin David Super D and Super Dave. And I thought, <laughs> oh, he's making a Superman joke. I, it was years later until like YouTube that I realized um, what he was talking about. I, I think it might have been maybe when I actually when I worked at Blockbuster and we had some of those videotapes of the, the, the Super Dave was a character Dave Osborne had where um, it was like evil Knievel. So I something I want to uh, talk about, because like Norm... Even when like in like Norm didn't does didn't act much like even in like super like not super even in Dirty Work like he's not really acting that character is just Norm it really harkens back to like how the Marx Brothers don't act they're just always mm -hmm. the Marx Brothers in every film Norm was kind of the same way one of the rare times he acted so in 2005 he did a comedy special for Comedy Central called Back to Norm which was a mm. mix of stand up and then these like sketches he wrote. And one of the sketches, like, and it's all, it's all very sort of like sticky, but one of the sketches, which is, I think, like understated, one of the best things he ever did is that a woman goes to the emergency room because like something's happened with, with her, her husband and she's talking to the doctor and like everything the doctor says is like a setup for a metaphor is like, well, I'm no philosopher, but, and then he would say something like that. And, and, and if you follow the, if you connect the dots, what happened is 
this woman is abused, has been abused by her husband, and she finally fought back, but in the process burned down their house with her husband trapped inside, but he survived. And so she finally goes to see her husband, and Norm MacDonald plays the husband. And it's him lying in a hospital bed with all these tubes going into him, head to toe, in some of the most horrific burn makeup you have ever seen. It's him, and Rob Snyder as this abusive man, it is him trying to resume the cycle of abuse, but being just this shriveled husk. Oh my God. And, and it's Very just dark. like, and he is so powerless in this role. It's hilarious. Like, you bitch, I want to get you, you bitch. And then like his arm like slightly moves. You feel that, you whore? And it's like, it's fucking hilarious. And then like she goes on a little journey where you see she realizes, oh, he has no power over me and just abandons him in the hospital. <laughs> it's it is an amazing bit and he's and it's one of the few times that he like really out like acts like if you can find it um check out back to norm there's a sketch about terror about a terrorist like quibbling about 72 virgins in the afterlife that probably doesn't date well though i do like the conceit is like wh how do you get that specific number although i will uh, they right. will say turns out that's not actually in the quran so all those assholes who kept bringing it up in the early 2000s, they didn't know what they were talking about. That's not in the Quran. Yeah, no, it's a good old sliver of bullshit. Um, yeah, they have a, a joke along those lines in the Uwe Boll film, uh, Postal. Pick up my book, the films of Uwe Boll, volume one, the video game movies, to read more about it. But but there's a joke in there at the beginning where they're um, the terrorists are about to fly into the World Trade Center, and he he's talking about the... Is it 40 virgins? What's the number you said? 72 is Thank what you, 72 virgins, yeah. and then the, the other terrorist is like, no, no, it's actually more like three or four. Screw this, right? I'm glad you said it first. Okay, get on the intercom to the passengers. We are changing course for the Bahamas. Bahamas! Ah! Oh, did any of you ever see his sitcom, Norm? Um, I... No, but I remember people at school talking a lot about that Pikachu clip you sent over. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nuts. There's a, there's they would always like open with a little self-contained scene that would often have a guest star. There's a really good one where the guest star is uh, Richard Pryor, and Richard Pryor beats the shit out of Norm Macdonald using a stunt <laughs> double, of course. Uh, but yeah, there's one where it like opens. It's like, hey, you kids, you kids like Pokemon? Why don't you watch the first five minutes of the show? Get our ratings up. Then parents, put your kids to bed because the rest of this show is pretty terrible and also not for kids. But yeah, it is just straight up like him having a Pokemon battle with the kid and they they have actual Pokemon. And like, I don't know how their Charmander didn't set the room on fire because it has an actual butane tail made of fire. <laughs> and like, there's no joke. It's just them like reenacting a scene from the Pokemon animated series. <laughs> There you are, Ash. Team Rocket is here to steal your Pokemon. Yeah, well, you can have mine. I'm just gonna use this one for soup anyway. <laughs> we gotta end this now, Pikachu. Thundershock! <laughs> You're a worthy adversary. We will meet again. You know, providing I survive the series of skin grafts and years of painful physical therapy.
We're the Spirit Hunters, and we're a show that treats Hunter Hunter and Yu Hakusho's author as the center of the universe. Some weeks, we do linguistic analysis. So the Chinese meaning of this character is to smelt or refine, but so the changed meaning in Japanese, it means to temper. Other times, we get absolutely smashed. So we take one shot every time. Yusuke uses the ray gun. One hour later. This is the least coherent episode. Oh, I'm Sarah, you're... I think you're firing this you can find out more about the Spirit Hunters right here on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Fans of video games, history, or video game history will definitely want to listen to Retronauts. Each week, Bob Mackey and myself, that's Jeremy Parrish, dive into the stories behind the greatest games of the past and the history behind the hits of today. Check us out every Monday on the Greenlit Podcast Network. But yeah, I mean, the thing with the Norm show, like it, it did last for three seasons. It, so, I mean, more most people's... Uh, especially in this point in the 90s, a lot of stand-up comedians had sitcoms. In fact, a lot of people yeah. became stand-up comedians to get a sitcom deal. Uh, and, you know, and also, they made tons of money touring in these days. They make a lot less now. You know, he that he might have been the last comedian to kind of benefit from the old, like, comedy pipeline, because, like, you would do, you'd work in the clubs, you'd get on Star Search, you'd get on The Tonight Show, you'd get a sitcom. Did Was he on Carson? I, you know, I don't think he was, now that I think about he it, was I don't a bit too young. Yeah. Carson. Um, but, but, you know, he was kind of like all around, like he, I mean, he, he of course had his, his, his time on, on SNL. And I think even then the Norm show happened after Dirty Work. Yeah. It did happen the year after Dirty Work. So like it was, his path was a little more convoluted, but I think he was still on that old pipeline. That pipeline doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah, that's no. pretty true. I mean, yeah, you get your your break and then you're on SNL or whatever. Yeah, then you then you get a show with your first name as the title. Well, now on YouTube, everyone has their own talk show. I mean, that the format has been co-opted by so many people. And, and oh, there's, and I mean, it's the with all the streaming services, it's like the problem with cable, but worse. You know, there, there's less shared experiences in television. In that, when you had one or two or three channels, and and I'm not that old to have had that, but my my dad and mom talked about it all the time. But it's funny, when, now when we do get shared experiences, it seems to involve shitting on something. Like, I think the last shared experience on yes. television, d- discounting The Mandalorian, which still seems kind of encapsulated within Star Wars fandom. Sure. Like, the last time we had a shared experience was everyone ripping on the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, or uh, Walking Dead. Good, good point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what it Game is Game of now? Thrones especially got oh, yeah. people mad. But with back back to Norm, as we should <laughs> stay on. But Norm never stayed on topic either. Uh his um, Netflix show wasn't great, but his podcast, I think, was a lot better and a lot looser. And um, the running bit he had with David Egott, who is his co-host on there, who is the current uh, person in charge of the comedy store, uh, you know, the famous stand-up place in L.A. where um, Pauly Shore's mom, Mitzi Shore, ran it. Uh, he just has an ongoing bit about Adam Egot, like calling him a pervert or calling him, like he just rags on him constantly mm-hmm. and gives him the worst jokes to tell on purpose. Uh, <laughs> any, anyone ever see it when Norm was a judge for a few seasons on Last Comic Standing? That's a show I miss a lot. No, I um, never really got into that show. Yeah, it, it was a bit cheesy and like I often like really disagreed with who they had on it, but they also had like people that were kind of famous at the time went on that show just for the publicity um, as a competitor. It didn't really get very far. Uh, he had some big names on there, but, but Norm as a judge, um, it was Norm Roseanne and Damon Wayans. I mean, Damon Wayans was, you know, one of the few young black guys doing comedy uh, in the early eighties um, aside from Eddie Murphy. 
um, when he was doing it as a kid. But but anyhow, like Norm, there's a did you see that Harry Potter God bit that was going around? Mm, no. Uh, I have to put uh, what? Oh no, I was just saying I haven't seen it. Yeah, um, I think it tells a lot about Norm the person. But um, this, so I, I'll I'll put a clip in here. Okay, so what what we have there is a guy does sort of a hacky bit about, you know, people will quote, I was on a a bus and, and someone would would quote a Bible verse to, to seem impressive. But what about the big book, I believe, the book of Harry Potter? And he started mm-hmm. like doing uh, Harry Potter quotes and, and citing pages and books and things. And Norm, like the f- expression on his face, like changed. He got very stern, like almost like a parent lecturing a child. And he says like, I think if you're going to talk about the Bible, you need to uh, you need to actually know what you're talking about. And J.K. Rowling is a Christian herself, and she's actually said, if you know the Bible like you should, the uh, you know all of Harry Potter is based on the Bible, and you'll be able to know what the ending is because at the time all the books I don't think could come out. And like he like and like uh, Roseanne Barr and and uh, David Wayans were just stunned in silence. Well, I mean, no one expects that kind of like I think everyone expects him to do one of his one liners. No one expects him to to make a sort of a real serious statement with the craft of comedy. And I I don't know if Norm was particularly religious or not. He, he was, but he was very private about it. Just like um, I mean, the cancer he died of, he didn't tell anyone allegedly, even his family. Oh yeah, or his, but his, his. Yeah. I actually got into an argument on the subway, and the guy quoted the Bible at me. That is not fair. <laughs> Like, if you get to quote from your favorite book, I used to be able to quote from my favorite book, right? He was like, men do not live on bread alone. Matthew is 4-4. And I was like, everybody's a little bit magic. Harry Potter, chapter 7. It's not a fair fight, right? I uh, disagree. I don't think the Bible joke is uh, brave at all. I, uh, I think if you're going to take on an entire religion, you should maybe know what you're talking about. J.K. Rowling is a Christian... And J.K. Rowling famously said that uh, if you're familiar with the scriptures, you could easily guess the ending of her book. Huh? Okay. <laughs> I don't like it. Because like there, there is this, there is a, there is a kernel of truth like in in the bit about well, if you can quote the Bible, I can quote, I can quote Harry Potter, but. For that for that joke to work, you kind of need to know enough about you have to know as much about the Bible as you know about Harry Potter so you can fire off the right quote. Religion's very tricky to do with humor. You certainly yeah, can definitely. do it, but I, I agree you need to know your shit. Um, that that bit is well worth listening to the whole thing. It's really hard. They pull stuff off YouTube all the time, but it's uh, that was a pretty good clip. And he was a really harsh judge. Oh, yeah. He's also very matter-of-fact. Yeah, I was even to the point of being blunt. And what I love is that over, it's like you said, he he doesn't have too many, like, he doesn't have so much of a screen presence like, you know, all the other comedians did, like like you said, like Adam Sandler, Paul Schneider, or whatever, or Rob Schneider. Um, But, like, I think the best stuff you see is, like, him on The Tonight Show. I mean, like, I right before we uh, started recording, I was watching him on Conan, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I've been sick. I've been 
you know, I've been barfing and have diarrhea. He's like, and then when you're sick, you try to like go back and figure out what happened. You know, he's like, I ate some shellfish. I had a hot dog on the train. I had this, I had that. Oh, and a week ago, a 80 pound homeless guy stabbed me in the arm with a rusty syringe. <laughs> and it's just like, Going through all these things, you know, like shellfish, uh, and an 80-pound homeless guy stabbed me with a rusty syringe. It's just so, like, again, it's that, like, him missing the point of something, like, whether it's that or the elephant man thing. And that sort of makes it so damn funny. And it's just, so, again, so matter-of-fact, so just present. And it, it, it just clicks. It's, it's hilarious. 300, what about you? What's another Norm story? Well, this isn't quite a story, but like you know, he he would crop up in interesting places, and and like one one of my one of my favorite movies about comedy is a uh, Man on the Moon, the Andy Kaufman biopic, and mm. Norm Macdonald has an uncredited cameo as young Michael Richards on the set of uh, of the really? uh, sketch comedy show Fridays. Oh yeah, yeah. Does he have dialogue or? I don't. I don't. I'm sure they recorded dialogue, but yeah. I don't think. I think. Huh. I feel like he might only have like like hey like I don't I'm not sure he he says any any more than that in the final cut of the film right because it's part of a montage I remember um, did they get Larry David on there for that segment it's been so long since I've seen that movie I I feel like he consulted but I don't recall because w- when they did the recreated taxi in that movie they used most of the actors yeah I'm I'm not sure if Larry David was involved in that in that scene. Or, okay. or anywhere else for that matter. I was only looking at the norm connections. <laughs> gotcha. I yeah. Why don't we each do one more? Um, my cats are going to murder me. I haven't fed my animals, and they're circling the wagons. The um, yeah. I guess he was very very good on. I, I think Orville might be something I'd recommend people to see him in. Um, we're getting a season three of Orville finally late this year because the, the pandemic really delayed it. Um, but he plays a blob and just a voice, but it's very much Norm McDonald's humor. And there's one episode where the conceit is, uh, for for sci-fi reasons, the blob becomes a human at the bar and it's Norm McDonald. What in God's name did you do? Just a little makeover. Can I buy you a drink? No. Are you sure? I know I hate being alone when I'm on the rebound. I'm not on the rebound. Hey, man, I'm on your side. I always knew Isaac was a scumbag. Only had one thing on his mind, that guy. You're better off without him. Yeah, I just wish someone had told me that before. Hey, you want to see something cool? What? Watch this. Some whiskey, my lady? God. What'd I say? Oh yeah, like the Orville. The Orville is an interesting show because it it because like it takes a lot of big swings and it probably misses as much as it as it hits. But I love slow talky science fiction, and right now it's the only slow talky science fiction we have on TV. <laughs> Sometimes it feels more like um, the '90s Star Trek series than the newer Star Trek series do. Oh no, absolutely! Like it's it, it's it really it really is it is a show about people sitting down and discussing what the episode is about. Yeah, see, television's like I haven't watched a lot. Of, uh, like Mandalorian, like, television is getting too good. It used to be like the background thing that like I pulled <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Yeah. You know, like I can't do homework and watch The Mandalorian because it's too, uh, it's too good. I'll just watch The Mandalorian. I won't do my homework. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe television's got to start sucking more. <laughs> or they just need to find some crappy TV shows to watch. I think oh, no, it's no, television is secret. What... Television is just as terrible as it always was. It's just easier to find the good stuff. Oh, now it's just streaming, so I can just choose what to watch. I could, uh, I, I don't have to suffer through the bad shit because I don't have to worry about broadcasting anymore, really. Well, you know, you if learn... you want to choose what to watch, why not choose Dirty Work? Yes. Ah. Dirty Work, it's um, it's out of print. I'm sure it's streaming on places. Um, Does it have that Faith No More song? Don't know. It's a dirty job, but someone's gotta do it. They do take out music sometimes when stuff gets kind of on home video. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Don't know. the, But yeah, I hope... Um, yeah, people should check that out to see norm's stuff or watch him in the orville or um just anything or even on youtube the i'm not norm i, I would just say go there and just start doing stuff especially listen to like his radio appearances where he has like a few hours to talk with the host and banter there's uh, good stuff on there uh, thrasher i would say just go fall down a wormhole of his of of norm on late night with conan o'brien you'll get some great he'll do his great long form jokes, but often he'll hang around and banter with other guests. And there's an infamous clip where um, it's, I believe it's Courtney Thorne Smith is being interviewed by Conan O'Brien. It's for the release of the infamous carrot top movie chairman <laughs> of the board. Yes. And Norm <laughs> McDonald keeps cut, keeps like leaning in and interrupting the interview and like shooting off these one liners to the point where even Conan is like having kind of a hard time maintaining control of the show. And at one point even like throws out, let's see you do something with that. But no, <laughs> but uh, what's the movie going to be called? Well, really? I know what it's going to be called. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> if it's got carrot top in it, you know what a good name for it would be? What's that Norm? Box office poison. <laughs> Smith, the girl sitting to your left, is in the movie. I'm gonna go see it for fun. <laughs> you scare everybody else away. No, I love this girl. I would see any movie with this girl in it. She's a beautiful lady and, and a talented, nice talk show guest. Okay. As evidenced by her appearance on our rival show. All right, well, there's this two hour season finale of Melrose Place. There's this movie coming out. Yes. Title undetermined at this point. Chairman of the board. Oh. All right. Do something with that, you freak. <laughs> I, I bet the board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. It, it also was inspiring. He um, he looked like a normal guy. He looks like someone you could be friends with. Like, right. It, around that time, you were having some comedians like Dane Cook that uh, I thought were too good looking. Where the the gimmick or, or um, oh, what's his name, Andrew Dice Clay did that too, right? Where they kind of trade on their looks. Right. But, yeah. But Norm just looked like a normal guy you'd see at the bar. Yeah, and his cadences too, where they weren't too exaggerated. He was never mm -hmm. like a yeller or anything like that. Like. Yeah, he didn't rely on gimmicks. It was just the word. Like you could tell he wrote, spent hours hours he spent you know a long time crafting his material until it was perfect down to the pauses and the commas 
Oh, you uh, know something else? If you just want to drown in Norm clips, uh, Laser Time uh, in 2018, just just for fun, did a Norm McDonald tribute episode. Laser Time episode uh, 325. Oh, yeah? uh, oh. When Norm passed, they re-released that episode with a new introduction as R.I.P. Norm McDonald. That's after you've listened to this and then listened to three more episodes of Sequel Cast. Listen to that episode of Laser Time, and then yeah. listen to seven more sequel casts, but also rate us, <laughs> review us, leave comments, all that. Right. Um, I'm really speaking of you know how our episodes are doing. I uh, I'm surprised. Like the the one with the the Simpsons uh, video game designer Dan Kitchen, that one did really really well. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Cool. So we don't go into video games too often, but um, sometimes it does good when we do, or even in some of the movie video game crossover stuff. It's always random what does well because we talk about older stuff typically. Um, anywho, yeah. So, uh, hope you enjoyed this discussion on Norm. I hate the circumstances, but always fun to talk about him. Uh, I wish I would have seen him live. I need. I would like to see more stand-up comedy, and I think um, I've been saying this for years and years, but I'm actually going to do it for Norm. I'm going to try stand-up comedy at some place and nice. bomb terribly on amateur night. I've always meant yes. to do it. I think I did it once. It's, Did it's, you? It, you yeah. got to be confident, but yeah. Uh -huh. well, no, uh -huh. it was yeah. so back back when I used to work with the Student Activities Council at the Savannah College of Art and Design. Uh, I, I was I was an I, I went there to be an editor on the school newspaper and then did so many other things. Yes. But we were doing like a there was like a there was like a student activities fair where like people would sell stuff and we would have like local bands made up of students perform, and the band that was supposed to go up next had an audio problem. And we just need, well, we can't have dead air in the middle of this festival. You, go up on stage. <laughs> and oh, I just started, wow. I sort of turned a rant that I gave to myself in the bathroom mirror one morning. I just turned it into a stand-up bit. Uh -huh. uh, and it was, and, it, and like, I didn't kill, but I got some laughs. Uh, so it was There you go. It does feel nice to get laughs, but it's sort of, I guess the closest I've done to it was hosting bar trivia for um, a year, year and a half. Oh, because yeah. although you're reading from a script, there's dead air and you want to do some bits and uh, people really hate my stuff. Or, but there's like the one guy in the corner who gets it. And I don't know if I'm doing jokes for that one guy in the corner or not, but no, I, well, I, I kind of believe in the Joel Hodgson thing. You know, don't don't oh. worry about whether or not people are, are going to get it. Just think, oh, well, the right person will get this. Yeah, yeah. There's always a there's always a comedian for someone when you connect on a spooky level. That's always a fun experience. Um, but yeah, uh, check us out sequelcast2.com. We typically talk about movies in a franchise one film at a time and leave a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at MATWBT on YouTube, uh, youtube.com uh, slash sequelcast for kind of random uh, video game videos um especially talking about those final fantasy pixel remaster uh kind of remake things uh alex oh yeah um you can find me on the on the twitters at crab nebula 1914 take a drop uh drop by my <laughs> uh take a uh youtube exit too and uh, you'll find the uh fantastic <laughs> channel the trailer project no, it's not about cars, trailers, or automobiles. It's about movie trailers, and I do commentaries over uh, select titles that I think are good enough to talk about. And that can go anywhere from Craig Baldwin's pseudo-documentary Tribulation 99 to the 2018 Suspiria. 
with Tilda Swinton. Um, so yeah, check it out. Have you done a boy and his dog? I haven't seen that yet. There's a Blu-ray sitting on the shelf in the other room. Oh, it's a studio, so the other side of the room. Um, sitting on yeah, the, on the check wash it out. Pile. It's a very odd post-apocalyptic uh, Harlan Ellison. Yeah, and you'd, ironically, I've watched the trailer a gajillion times with a uh, butcher, Mr. Miami Vice Johnson, Don, uh, right? Don. Don Johnson, yes. Um, I feel like that's too good, right? Like his name can't be Don Johnson. It's too much like Don Juan. But yeah, Don Johnson. Yeah, I definitely need to watch that. Thrasher. All right, well, you can follow me on Twitter at WT2Art.com. Also, my uh, latest publication, that is uh, 100 Oddities for a Vampire Lair. Uh, for a Vampire's Lair, you can, uh, it's by Skirmisher Publishing, LLC. You can find that on DriveThruRPG.com and any number of other uh, online gaming publication retailers. Very, very nice. I was on mute. God damn it. Okay. So um, until next time, uh, this is Matt. And this is Thrasher. This is Alex. Saying. You guessed it, Frank Stallone. The Pope went on the record today saying that I am pretty sure that OJ is definitely guilty. But, but if you ask me, all three of them should die. <laughs> Oh, wow. There's that clip um, not too long after the OJ case had, had uh, happened where uh, Norm hosted, I think, the ESPYs, the ESPN shows. He was really oh. big into sports. Um, and uh, there is a, a younger football player that was like won this big some football award uh, that it was a, an up and comer and, and said, you know, you know, uh, you know, guy, you're going to do OK. Just don't kill uh, a white lady and the waitress she's sleeping with. <laughs> oh the God. the balls on that guy like in the, oh I'll God. put that clip in here but like you see the audience reaction it's just like laughter silence, anger <laughs> like you get a whole uh, it's a real mood seeing that clip Super Dave, why is there an app for everything except how to rape a baby? <laughs> Jesus You're doing this this is your life you're putting your life on it. You dress like horseshit tonight. No, that was that no, was that. No, no, was my fault. I remember back when the Harlem Shake was just a back, black fella holding me upside down off a fire escape, trying to collect his money. Can you find out what the quickest way is to the Santa Monica Freeway, please? And don't call me again. Super Dave. I don't care about anything. You don't call me again. There's no last-minute fill-in. There's nothing.